great tonight. Amen. Praise God. Well, I just want to go to the Lord in prayer here in just a moment before I bring the word tonight. I was uh, unaware that Pastor Jeff last Wednesday night was going to preach on healing. And he was unaware that I was going to preach on healing. But we're going to preach on healing. Amen. But I want to make a little observation to you. A quick announcement, if I may, is uh, we have what we call around here small care groups. It's groups that meet in the homes of individuals that they teach the word. They fellowship with one another. They come together with a, a snack or a food, you know, some type of uh, food to eat. Some I've even heard have uh, almost like a buffet. But they come together mainly to read and to teach and to learn from the Word of God. And this particular book that I hold here in my book tonight entitled His Healing Stripes by B.G. Hammond is the next book that we will be using beginning in August for the small care groups. And I recommend, if you're not a member, is not a member, if you're not a part of a small care group, I be one. If you want to know what the Word of God says, you know, sometimes we can stand up here and preach the Word of God, and God anoints and God blesses, but there's only so much that we can receive from the Word. Amen? So we need times to where we can come together in His holy name and we can study a little extra on healing, a little extra on the Holy Spirit. And in fact, the Holy Spirit, understanding the Holy Spirit is a book that we are just now finishing up. So if you had not been part of that, you've missed a great blessing. But this book right here is going to be what we're going to be using. If you want to be part of the care group, go to the church website, SMMCOG. Dot com, pull up the main page there, the home page, and you'll see Care Group. Click on Care Group, and it will show you all the wonderful, beautiful pictures of all of our Care Group leaders. And if you don't want to do that, pick up one of these directories, and on the inside it's got all the information. It's got who teaches what group, where they live, what time they meet, uh, how often they meet, and so forth. So just pick one of these up in the atrium or in the, in the, in the fellowship there. And I know you'll be blessed. In fact, some of what you hear tonight will be coming from this book. God is good. Amen. You love the Lord? Aren't you thankful for the nails, the cross, and the crown that we sung about tonight? God is a blessing to us. Amen. God is here tonight. If you feel your presence, His presence, say amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, as I come to you tonight to bring the word for us tonight, uh, Lord, I want to lift up my voice and say thank you, God, for being our Lord, for being our Savior tonight. Uh, and Father, I pray for every word that I speak tonight, uh, that it will be words given to me by the Holy Spirit. Uh, for I do believe that, God, you have blessed me with this word tonight. Uh, and I pray that the anointing will be upon my mouth, uh, that every word I utter, every word I speak uh, will be done with clarity, that God it will be done with an understanding, uh, that God you will bless the hearts and the minds of the people that are here tonight. Uh, Lord, they have not come out to hear me or to see me. They have come out to hear and to see you work in their lives. Uh, so bless tonight, Father, as we go further in this service, uh, that the anointing will be upon the people as well. Lord, that you would anoint their ears, anoint their mind, anoint them to hear and to receive this word tonight. And I give you the praise for what will be said and what will be done in the name of Jesus. And we praise you for it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is so good to us. Amen. He is so wonderful to us. I want to just touch on healing tonight. 
again, as I said a while ago, Pastor Jeff did a wonderful job last week on healing. And I almost didn't do it because he did such a wonderful job. You know, you think sometimes, well, what else can be said? Well, the book is full of it, so we're going to try. We're going to preach on healing and teach on healing tonight. And my lesson is, I have entitled it, His Healing Stripes, because that is one of the reasons why He went to the cross, was for us to not only to be saved, but to be healed. It is His desire for us to be made whole. We are not to worry. We are not to fret. We are not to be concerned. We are not to be sick. We are to be whole in the name of Jesus. Amen? The Word of God will bear that out. We are not to go around as if, woe unto me, I'm undone. We are to be saved. We are to be healed. And we need to know that, that that's what the Word of God says. And when you think about Jesus, when you think about His life, oh, hallelujah. I feel goosebumps all over me right now. When I think about my Lord and my Savior, when I think about what He's done for me, when I think about what He's done for you, we may not understand in our mind everything that goes on in our lives. We may not understand why we have to go through some of the things that we have to go through, but be assured tonight that Jesus is in control and that He knows exactly what He's doing. You may not have an answer in your mind right now for what you're going through, but when you seek God, when you trust God, when you read His Holy Word, and understand His Word. It is for you to be healed. It is for you to be delivered. It is for you to be saved. It doesn't matter how long it takes. God didn't come into this world and give us a timetable of when things were going to be done except His timetable. And that's what we need to understand. And that's what we need to know right now that God is who He is. Amen? And we need to know that we are healed in the name of Jesus. In Acts 10 and 38, Luke describes Jesus and his activities while he was here on earth. He says this, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. There's three words tonight that I want you to hear throughout this message. The first word I want you to hear tonight is we need to visualize. We need to visualize our healing. The second word tonight will be to verbalize your healing. The third word tonight that you will hear me talk about a little bit is to actualize your healing. You need to verbalize, visualize, and actually feel and know that you're healed. Amen? God will heal you. If you think about Jesus' life, he never was idle. He always had something to do. Everywhere he went, there was a crowd around him. Even when he was set down to eat, there would be somebody there that needed something from him, whether they just wanted to hear the word, whether they needed to be saved, whether they needed to be healed or what. There was always somebody around him. And in Mark chapter 4, he was in the teaching mode here. He taught the people at the Sea of Galilee. He, the word of God says he sat in a boat while they was on the shore. He was teaching them the word. And when the evening had come, when the night began to come upon him, he was in the boat and they went to the other side of the shore. In verse 35 through 40, it talks about Jesus. It said, he, he told them, he said, let us cross to the other side. And when they left 
and went to the other side. What happened while they was on the Sea of Galilee? A storm came up. The wind started blowing. The waves started ripping through. The water started coming into the boat. And it began to sink. They began to be afraid. And Jesus was what? He was asleep in the back. Even while he was sleeping, someone wanted something from Jesus. I want you to think about that. When do you limit the times that you ask Jesus for something? You don't ever limit the time. You call upon him day and night. You call upon him night and day. Whenever the need arises, whenever you just want to talk to him, you're saying, Jesus, I need you right now. I see the need that's in my life. You see the need that's in my family. I'm here tonight. Even while he was asleep, the people were around him wanting something from him. What did Jesus do? He woke up. They woke him up. He stood up. He rebuked the wind. He rebuked the waves. There became a great calm, and they continued on their journey. Oh, hallelujah. What did Jesus say to the disciples at that time? What did he say? Jesus asked him, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? You see, Jesus, I told the guys Monday night in the Monday night prayer, we don't need any more faith. Do we? We don't need any more faith. Jesus is not a God. Jesus is not a Savior that's going to do something half-heartedly. He's not going to give you just enough of something just to tempt you and tease you. He's going to give to you everything that you'll ever need. He has given to me. He has given to you the exact amount of faith that you will need to call upon him to be saved, to be healed, to be delivered, to have your marriage changed, to have your children changed, to be broken from addictions and bondages. He will give you what you need. So when we call upon Jesus, oh, hallelujah, when we call upon Jesus, he will hear us. He will hold us. Praise God. He will bless us as the music and the songs that we were singing tonight. How great thou art. Oh, hallelujah. How great is God tonight in the name of Jesus. Sometimes Christians, we are our own worst enemies. We are our own worst enemies. Why? Prayer is the most essential thing in your life. When you pray, you seek in God. In order to be saved, you've got to pray. In order to be healed, you've got to pray. In order to talk to the Lord, you've got to pray. It's just like you're sitting at home. Some people say, I don't know how to pray or I don't know what to say. Well, don't worry about what to say. You just get before God. You get on your knees before Him in your prayer closet. You see, that's the problem that we're having with church people today. We don't know how to pray only because we don't pray. I feel like I'm preaching to the choir because I know you're here tonight and I know you've been worshiping the Lord. I know you've been praising him. So remember, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to the empty seat next to you. That's what I'm doing tonight, okay? I'm just trying to say we need to pray. We need to throw up our hands and say, God, you are who I need in my life, and he will bless you. Amen? But not long after that, not long after that in chapter 5, you see, I'm, I'm talking about, I'm leading up to something here. Everywhere Jesus went, somebody was wanting him. 
the crowd was around him, thronging him, pushing on him. He couldn't hardly turn around without somebody bumping into him. Remember what I just said. That's what my message is going to be about tonight. Chapter 5, beginning with verse 21. We read in a word where Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, came to Jesus. He said, Jesus, teacher, my daughter lies at home almost dead. Jesus turns to go to him. Let me just read this for us right quick. And Jesus, verse 21, And when Jesus had crossed over again by the boat to the other side, a great multitude gathered to him once again, and he was by the sea. And behold, one of the rulers of the synagogue came, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, he fell at his feet and begged him earnestly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. Come, lay your hand on her that she may be healed, and she will live. So so Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. I'm going to read on for a little bit farther because we got some miracles that took place in this chapter right here. Amen. We got some miracles that took place, some mighty miracles, and I want you to understand how they took place. This man, Jairus, went to Jesus and bowed before him, and he said, My daughter is at home. She's sick. She's dying. I need you to come. And on the way, when he was going with Jairus. Uh, what happened on the way? Oh, hallelujah. The woman with the issue of blood comes into the picture. Amen. The woman with the issue of blood comes into the picture. Oh, hallelujah. It says here in verse 24, it says, So Jesus went with him, and a great multitude followed him and thronged him. Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years and suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had but was no better, but rather grew worse. And when she heard about Jesus, she came behind him, oh, hallelujah, in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Immediately the fountain of blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that the power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes. But this disciple said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her had done, who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace, for you have been made whole. Your afflictions are gone. That's the way Jesus is tonight. But how would it have made you feel if Jesus was on the way to heal you? And all of a sudden he was interrupted. How would that make you feel? You think about it. The woman interrupted the whole scene, the whole thing, the whole thought that Jesus was going to do. How would that have made you feel? If somebody was praying for you, I had a line right now lined up in this church praying for individuals. Someone slipped in front of you, got their healing before you did. Oh, hallelujah. You see, Jesus... He's telling us in the Word. He's telling us in His Word what He will do for us. 
He's saying we need to visualize. Uh, we need to visualize uh, our prayer. We need to visualize what Christ will do for us. Uh, the news that this woman got with the issue of blood. She had been suffering for 12 long years. Uh, how many have suffered with something in your life for a period of time? Most of us have in some way or another. But she had heard about Jesus. I don't know where she was in relationship to where Jesus was when she began to hear about him. But she said, all I know I need to do is get to him. All I need to do is go just touch him. She wasn't worried about whether she got in his front of him and talked to him and him laying hands on her. She was saying, I just need to touch the hem of his garment. I need to touch his clothing and she will be healed. She had visualized her healing. She had felt in her body that this was her time and she was going to do whatever it took to get to Jesus to be healed. I read a testimony the other day about a six-year-old girl who was born club-footed. Didn't have any feet. She went to a revival. As the evangelist was praying for people to be healed, she walks up, a little six-year-old girl. She had a little brown paper bag she was holding on to that bag, put it under her arm like this. And that intrigued the evangelist. And he asked her, he said, honey, what do you have in the bag? Without hesitating, she pulls out the bag. She opens the bag. She reaches her hand in the bag. And she pulls out a black pair of patent leather shoes and she said just as calmly as can be when Jesus heals my feet tonight I'm wearing these shoes home I'm here to tell you when she went to that altar when she went to be prayed for she had no feet she could not wear any shoes but she said she she, she visualized her healing she knew who Jesus was she was determined to get her healing even though she was six years old a small teenager a childlike faith is what we need to have in her life and she walked away wearing those shoes that night God had healed her God will heal you it is his will it is his desire for you to be made whole you are not to suffer you only suffer because you don't ask the word will bear that out as well regardless of how long you've been sick and suffering can you not now begin to visualize yourself as being healed? Visualize yourself as being healed. You see, it is by faith that we are healed. The faith that I talked about just a moment ago, it is by faith. The word it even says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. Amen? It is impossible to please God. I'm not talking about some mind over matter thing or anything like that. I'm talking about the power that we sung about tonight. I'm talking about the God of Jehovah. I'm talking about the Christ that went to the cross at Calvary when they nailed his hands to the tree, when they nailed his feet to the tree. I'm talking about this Savior. I'm talking about this Lord. I'm talking about this God that wants you to be made whole and wants you to be wise and well. And he will bless you for it. Amen. God is our Savior. He is our healer. We also need to verbalize our healing. Every experience that we have with God and everything that we receive from Him is done through prayer. We need to pray. 
In 1 Samuel 1, 27, it says, The Lord hath given me my petition, which I ask of him. 1 Chronicles 16, 11 says, Seek the Lord at his strength. Seek his face continually. Seek his face continually. Daniel 6 and 10, When Daniel kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he always did. Matthew 26 and 39 says, He fell on his face and prayed, Lord, have I called daily upon thee? I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Psalms 88 and 9. And then Mark 9 and 29. This is where it gets hairy, guys. Remember me talking about us not wanting to pray? Mark 9 and 29 says this. He said unto them, this is Jesus speaking. He said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but prayer and fasting. Guys, ladies and gentlemen, we need to pray. We need to fast. We need to come before the throne of God. And we need to recognize Him for everything that He is, everything that He wants to be in our lives. We are living so far beneath where we are supposed to live in the name of Jesus. You believe that? Something, you know, that old phrase, the tip of the iceberg? Well, we haven't even got close enough to tip no iceberg. We need to pray, and we need to seek God, and we need to put ourselves in a place of where we need to be. The Lord also said, Luke 11 and 1, Lord, teach us to pray. Luke 18 and 1 says, man ought always to pray and not faint. And then, of course, the famous scripture, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. We are to have these things. Jesus doesn't want you to be sick. He doesn't want you to be feeble. He doesn't want you to be weary. He wants you to be whole. He wants you to be able to serve Him. He wants you to be able to work for Him and do what you want. He wants you to. You may wonder, how long do I need to pray for my need? How long do you need to pray for your need? Well, how important is it to you? How tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired are you? That's going to determine how much you pray. It's not that you pray once and you forget it. You can pray once and God does hear your prayer. If you prayed it in faith, he has put, you have petitioned him. He has heard your prayer. He will bless you. He will heal you. But it is, should be in proportion to the situation. Prayer should never be a chore. Amen. We should be a praying people. And if we are already praying people, we, it will be easy for when a need comes upon our heart our lives. Amen? we got to pray. we got to seek God. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus prayed three times saying the same thing. Matthew 26. Daniel prayed 21 days before he gained victory over Satan. Daniel 2, 10 and 2. You need to pray as long as as many times as it takes to activate the faith that you have. As I mentioned earlier, you don't need any more faith. That's just like having a million dollars in a bank and you don't ever go touch it. How foolish is that? How foolish is that? If you have money in a bank for whatever you need and you never used it, what would that be like? 
God is saying to us, I've given you everything. I've given you a prayer life. I've given you faith. I've given you the Word of God, the instruction manual to read, to understand what you are supposed to do, how you're supposed to receive your healing, what you need to do to receive your blessing. And we don't even look at it. God, forgive us. Help us, Lord, not to be that way. How much do you really want what your need is? Hebrews 11 and 6 says, Without faith it is impossible to please who? God. We've got to believe. We've got to trust in Him. How much do you really want it? Are you willing to fast and to pray as often as needed or until your need is met? In Mark 8, Jesus prayed for a blind man. Verse 24, when he prayed for him, the man said, I see men walking as trees. In the very next verse, Jesus prayed for him again, put his hands on his eyes, lifted his head up, and he was healed and made whole. And the man said, I see men walking clearly. We don't need to question why it took two times. I don't believe Jesus had to take two times. He is our Lord. He is our Savior. I believe He was teaching us that right now that we are to open up this book. We are to read His book. We are to understand that sometimes it may take one time. It may take two times. It may take three times. But the point being, we are not to forget about who God is, that He has heard your petition that he will heal you just like he healed the woman that little girl's feet he will heal you in the name of the Jesus that we serve amen? amen if you need healing of the Lord you will pray as often and as long as it takes to get Paul said pray without ceasing Jesus said man ought always to pray and not think James said you do not have because you do not ask James 4 and 2 Sometimes my position here at the church takes me to hospitals. It takes me to places to where people are, it's obvious they need something from the Lord as far as their physical body. I walk in there and I'll pray for individuals. I have prayed for many of you. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've been myself a little bit under conviction the way that I've been praying. And I say this. Even though God has put me under conviction, it seems like I want to walk into a hospital room, Brother Brian. I want to pray over somebody, Lord, heal this person. Lord, bless the doctors, bless the nurses, bless all the caregivers, bless everyone that has a part in touching my sister and my brother. When in fact I need to be praying, Lord, God, heal this person. Divinely heal this person. Rise him up out of that bed because that's what the Word of God says. It is not for me to pray any other way other than to divinely be healed in the name of Jesus. It's all right to take medication. Don't say that Daryl said to go home and not to take medication because if you've got it, the doctors prescribed that you take it. But what I'm saying to us tonight is we need to understand that we are to pray. 
pray for our divine healing. You are to pray for your divine healing and bless God and trust God and believe in God for it. And he will do so. And if you need to go to the doctor, you go to the doctor. You be obedient to what the doctor says. But trust God for your healing tonight. And he will bless you. He will heal you. He will take you to where you need to be in him physically. We need to believe divine healing. What is divine healing? Divine healing is when you are outright healed by the hand of God with no assistance, no help from the doctors or from the nurses or from the surgery or from anything else. Divine healing, that's what it is. And we need to pray that prayer. Jesus went to the cross for that reason. These two, salvation and healing, are closely connected. Have you not read in Mark, I believe it is, or Luke, it says, For go into all the world and to preach and to teach the gospel and to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's what we are to do. That's what we are to do. We are to pray that Jesus would divinely heal us. And then we need to actualize our healing. And this is where I want to get to the passage of Scripture that I read just a moment ago. I know I've talked about it a little bit. I need about six or eight guys stand right here. Anybody? Come on. Brother Nelson, come on. Everett, yes. Some of you guys right here. Six or eight guys stand right here. need a couple more guys. A couple more guys. In this passage of Scripture that I read just a moment ago, guys, get in a group close to one another. Get in a group. Mingle with one another. Oh, hallelujah. Yes. Brother Nelson, get in the middle. Brother Nelson, it's going to be Jesus tonight. This is the crowd that's around Jesus, as we read in his word. Guys, I want you to to bump one another. I want you to talk to one another. Not loudly, of course. But I want you to just drop your hands. Just bump one another. Walk around a little bit. Throng him. Be up against him. Oh, hello. You see what I'm saying? You see what I'm saying? That's the crowd right there where Jesus was, everywhere he went. Uh, Even in the scriptures that I read just a moment ago, the crowd thronged him. Uh, Hallelujah. Sister, come here just a minute. Uh, Come here. Hallelujah. She, come here. Come here. This is the lady that needed to be healed that night. Uh, I want you to walk in there. Guys, don't make it easy for her, but I want, she's coming to touch the throne, touch the hem of Jesus' feet. Uh, I want you to see something tonight. This is what the Word of God says. Uh, She was determined to get in there. She was determined to touch Jesus no matter what. Uh, And when she touched Jesus, uh, hallelujah, what happened? Uh, She was healed automatically. Jesus turned around. Uh, He asked, who touched me? Even though all these other men, all these other crowd of people was thronging up against him, bumping up against him. And what did the disciples say? Jesus? 
You're being thrown. You're being bumped. You're being knocked. I mean, who touched you? Oh, hallelujah. Listen to me, guys. Listen to me, people. When we pray the prayer of faith, uh, when we touch the throne room of God, uh, we may not be able to physically touch His hem of His garment, uh, but we touch it in prayer through faith. uh, And immediately when you pray the right prayer, when you pray the right way, the hand of God is going to touch. The hand of God is going to heal. The hand of God is going to move in the name of Jesus. Amen. He will heal you. If you don't pray in faith, You might as well sit down. You might as well not pray. Guys, you go ahead and sit down. You see what I'm saying tonight? You've got to pray the prayer of faith. You've got to believe in who Jesus is. You've got to feel. You've got to verbalize. You've got to visualize. You've got to actualize your healing and know that Jesus Christ is the King of kings and the Lord of lords, and he will heal your body. Amen. Amen. And in order to be healed, there's an action that has to be taken. There's something that you have to do. It says the Bible is clear about this. Uh, the man with the withered hand, he had to stretch forth his hand, Mark 3 and 5, before the disciples could catch any fish. Uh, they had to be obedient and do what Jesus told them to do. Cast the net on the right side. They had to do what Jesus said to do. It says here, before the woman with the issue of blood could be healed, she had to touch the hem of his garment. She had to make that effort to go forward, to touch him. Before the paralytic at the pool of Bethesda was healed, he He had to rise up and take his bed, as he was told to do, before the blind man could be healed. And he had to go wash in the pool so long before he could be healed. We have to act. We have to respond. We have to react to what Jesus wants us to do. Amen? Amen. The woman that was healed. She had 12 years of sickness, 12 years of being weary, 12 years of being weak, 12 years of going to doctors, 12 years of spending all of her money, and she did nothing but grew worse. But when she heard about Jesus, he healed her body. The author of this book that I just mentioned to you right here, his mother-in-law had a baby boy years ago. The boy lived 10 months, 10 months, got sick and died. They didn't understand why. They were all believers. They all held high the word of God. They trusted in him. And for 20 years, they did not understand why God never healed that little baby. And it come, and all of a sudden, the mother to the child, 20 years later from that, uh, was sitting down and reading a newspaper. And when she looked at the front of the newspaper, there was a picture of a soldier, a U.S. soldier on that front page that was killed in action in the Korean War. And all of a sudden, as she was reading the story about what exactly happened, the Holy Spirit spoke to her and told her that this would have been your son David if he had lived. And from that point on, she knew why God didn't heal her son 20 years before that. Why he didn't heal him then and keep him today, I don't know. 
But God knows we are not to doubt God. God has a purpose for each of you. For in Jeremiah 29, 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. In Genesis 37, 11, we read the story about Joseph, how God gave him a gift of being able to interpret dreams. And his sons were, did not like it. His sons were jealous of his son Joseph. And what did they do? They wanted to kill him. But they decided to trade or to sell him into slavery. God took that. That was part of God's plan. When his family finally realized what was going on, there was a famine in the, in the world at the time. Joseph did not know what he was going through or why he was having to go through that. If he had known then what he knew later, he would have been able to lift his hands in prison, I believe, and praise the Lord for what he was going through because he was able to keep his son, his brothers, and his father from starving. He became the second in command to the king of Egypt because what they intended for evil, God meant for good. So we don't always understand why that 10-month-old baby died and 20 years later she finds out why. We don't know why? A lot of times. But we are still supposed to be obedient to God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Isaiah 41 and 10 says this. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold my righteous, my righteous right hand. In the name of Jesus. Another issue was another lady was sick, had been sick for two years. Gone to the doctors, got medications. In fact, she was taking somewhere around 20 to 25 pills daily. She had been prayed for by all the pastors in the area that she lived. All the pastors there told her that it was the Lord's will for her to be sick. A new pastor came to town. A new man of God came to town. She had heard that people were being healed in their church. And she called to that man and said, I need you to come pray. She had already been convinced, already been told that she was supposed to be sick, that it was God's will. She didn't call this man of God to come pray for her to be healed. She called this man of God for her to come to be able to bear, pray for her to bear her burden willingly. The man listened to her story. The medications were sitting by her bed on a chair. After he heard her story and what she felt and what she said, he picks up the medications. Uh, he stands up and he asks her, where is your trash can? And she said, why? She told her that if you're taking this medication and you tell me that it's the Lord's will for you to be sick, uh, and if you take this medication and you get better, will you not be out of the Lord's will? She said, I never thought about it that way. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you some scriptures on prayer. I'm going to give you some scriptures on healing. And I want you to read these three times a day and do it without fail. And when you feel the need to be healed, when you know that it's, you're supposed to be healed, and when you want to be healed, you call me and I'll come pray for you. Three weeks later, this man of God was going down the road and the Holy Spirit spoke to him. And he turned into her house. He walks into her 
her. He looks at her and he says, are you ready to be healed? And she says, yes, I am. He laid hands on her and prayed for her healing. And she was healed in the name of Jesus. She regained her strength and she became a servant for God and served him mightily at that church. It is not God's will for you to be sick. Don't ever think it is. It is not God's will for you to struggle through issues in life. You have got to believe in God. You've got to trust in Him. And He will bless you. He will heal you. Why it takes time sometimes longer than others, I don't know. But God knows. What He wants you to do, let me read you a scripture here. Jarius. Get back to Jairus. He had already come and said, Lord, my daughter is dying. And this lady, this lady, she interrupted everything to the point to where some more people came from Jairus' home and said, don't bother the teacher anymore. She's died. She's dead. And Jesus is standing over there, and he's hearing this conversation. Oh, hallelujah. Let me tell you something. When God is in control, you need see, sometimes we flub things up. We try to do too much ourselves when, in fact, what we need to do is lift up the name of Jesus and let him work. We need to let the hand of God work. Amen. We don't need to fear. As when Jesus was in the boat in the storm and the men were fearing, that's what happens to us sometimes. We get, Lord Allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, and He will do so. It says here, And while He was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, he said, do not be afraid, but believe. Hallelujah. You see, it may look bleak. It may look dark. It may look like there's no hope as far as our eyes and our thinking. But the Lord is saying to us tonight, do not be afraid. He is telling us to believe tonight. God did he do? Jesus would. He, he got rid of the crowd. He would not let the crowd go with him. Save Peter, James, and John. He took them with him to this man's house. And even when he got to the house, uh, the mourners that was there, the family that was there, they were crying aloud and carrying on all kinds of stuff. He put them out of the house. He said, get out of here. No one was allowed there but Peter, James, and John, and Jesus, and the, and the Father. He said to them, this is what he said. And he took the child by the hand and said to her, Talithia Kumai, which is translated, little girl, I say to you, arise. You see, Jesus is telling us tonight, don't fear, don't worry, don't doubt, believe, believe. 
believe. And you cannot sit in this congregation and believe only what you want to believe. And that's it. You've got to take this word of God from cover to cover. You've got to believe everything that it says. And some of it is going to step on your toes. Some of it is going to make you change your lifestyle if you're willing to serve the Lord. And if you're not truly willing to serve the Lord, then you are not going to be able to live by this word of God and stay where you need to stay. You need to submit to the word of God. You need to be obedient. You need to believe and not be afraid. And Jesus will bless you. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Luke 5, 12 and 13. It happened when he was in a certain city that behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. Then he put his hand out and touched him, saying, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately the leprosy left him. John 10 and 10. A thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that they may have life, that they may have it more abundantly. The devil is a thief. The devil that wants to come into your life and take away your faith, take away your desire, take away your willingness to do what God wants. He will destroy you up one side and down the other. If you're not careful, he will not, you will not be blessed. It is the Lord's will for you to be healed. Whatsoever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. John 14 and 13 and 14, it says, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Whatsoever you ask in the Father in my name, he may give you. Jesus Christ in Hebrews 13 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen? Amen. What he did yesterday. For that little girl with the club feet. What he did yesterday with that woman that was sick for two years and thought it was the Lord's will. What he did for the woman with the issue of blood. What he has done in your life before yesterday, he will do today. Amen. He will help you. He will bless you. But I'm telling you, this kind come up but by prayer and fasting. Oh, hallelujah. If you want something from God tonight, you need to pray and believe. The Word of God bears that out. If you need healing for your body, do you want to be like Jairus? When he came before the Lord, he said, Lord, now, just touch her. Lay hands on her and she will be made whole. That's what Jesus will do for you if you will bless him and praise him and worship him. He will restore you to health. And it says that in Jeremiah 30 and 17, For I will restore health to thee, and I will heal thee of all that wounds, saith the Lord. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Psalm 107.20 Beloved, I pray that you prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. 3 John verse 2 Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Psalms 103 and 3 Sometimes we do wonder why things are not happening as quick as they need to happen. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 will bear this out. It says, everything has its own season, time, and purpose that God makes of everything beautiful in His time. Amen? Seriously. Don't worry. Believe tonight. 
believe in him tonight that he is who this word says he is. He is your provider. He is your El Shaddai. He is your savior. He is your healer. He is your everything. If you're struggling with something tonight, it doesn't matter how many times you go before the throne of God and pray for it. You just go before him and you believe and God will meet that need in his holy name. Sometimes our petitions are needs that have not been meant. They may have been hindered by fear. They may have been hindered by doubt or unbelief. Don't allow these things in your life. Matthew 19 and 26 says this, with man this is impossible. But with God all things are possible. You believe that tonight? If you want to be if you want to join a Jarius, if you want to join the little six-year-old girl that had her feet healed, if you want to join the woman with the issue of blood that was healed, if you want to join that demon-possessed man that God healed, I'm asking you to stand to your feet tonight. I'm asking you to believe in his holy name and what he will and what he wants to do for you. Do you have a need tonight? If you have a need tonight, I want you to raise your hand. If you have a physical need, if you have a mental need, if, you have this, if you're discouraged or depressed or whatever the needs are, this altar is open. We will pray right where you're at. I will pray for you on this altar if you want to come. It doesn't matter. God is here and God is out there. Amen. He's out there where you are if you believe. Oh, hallelujah. In the name of the Father, we praise you. Visualize your healing. Actualize your healing. Verbalize your healing. And he will do these things for you. Amen. Amen. I'm going to pray. And if you want to come to the altar to pray, you come right on to the altar. I will pray with you. I will pray for you. Somebody will. But I'm going to pray that God will bless you, heal you. I rebuke doubt in the name of Jesus. And if you're... mm, Pray. I'm asking us as a church. We have a revival coming up next month. How many knows that? How many knows that the revival is the 24th through the 27th? How many know that the revival is going to go Sunday morning, Sunday night, Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday night? How many is going to be in prayer for that revival? How many is going to come expecting great and mighty things to happen in the name of Jesus? If you are, now is the time to begin to pray for that. Now is the time to begin to pray for souls, for bodies to be healed. So let's pray and ask God's blessing upon that, that time and also tonight. Heavenly Father, as we come before the throne, Lord, I thank Thank you for this congregation tonight. Lord, that has come out tonight. And God, I pray for healing to their bodies. Lord, as we have written or spoke the word tonight, I have read scripture. I have quoted scripture, Father. Lord, it is your divine will for us to be healed, for us to be whole. And God, I pray that the power of the old Holy Ghost would come down right now and anoint your children. Lord, that you would heal their minds. God, 
God, that you would heal their bodies. Uh, Lord, that you would speak to them in the name of Jesus in whatever area of life they may have. God, I believe in the word of the living God. I believe when you said for us not to be afraid, but to believe. We are to believe. I also believe the word of God says that this kind cometh not but by prayer and fasting. That we need to respond to prayer. We need to pray. We need to seek you. So I pray tonight that you will bless this congregation. Anoint them and take them and care for them, Lord. Instruct them and just be with them. And I give you the praise in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a praise. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you have a need and would like to be prayed for, I will be glad to do so. If not, God bless you and we see you Sunday morning. Amen.